This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, everybody. Just wanted to let you know that Alfie was not with us uh, for this episode due to musical commitments. Uh, but we we are joined by the great uh, Colonel Trandy, the lower leagues, Fabrizio Romano. And uh, he continues to deliver. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to one of the great apps. 2024, it's the Colonel Trandy January Transfer Window final night episode. And the Trandy has walked through the door wearing a robe. Just for a bit of context, David, what time What time is it on the uh, on the Thursday, just so that everyone's got a bit of context? It's half seven. Okay. And the window shuts at 11, is that right? Uh, yeah, I think it's 11 and they've got an hour to sort out paperwork and stuff, yeah. And yeah, so Colonel Trandy's wearing a black robe with like a red velvet lining and uh, circular glasses. Yeah, that's what I like to... Uh, you know, some people wear yellow ties on Sky Sports and stuff for Transfer Deadline Day. I, I try and be a bit more uh, Hugh Hefner. Do you think you'll be taken seriously? Um, I, I, I've always taken seriously. Always taken seriously. Um I take you serious. I've got to be honest with you. I take you seriously. 850 Twitter followers will tell you that I'm worth following. Can't be wrong. Uh, obviously, some are bots. Some some <laughs> of my family. You can't do anything about that. Um, <laughs> one, one thing before starting. Um, so you're, you're not you're not going to believe this, uh, but this really did happen, and I'm you know happy to reach out to the, the person that was involved and uh, and, and prove it. So um, I had uh, cause to. Do- I've got sorry before you say that. I've got a feeling it's going to be really underwhelming news. Well, I mean, not, <laughs> not for me. 
So I I had cause I had cause. Bearing in mind, let's 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 preface it, preface this by saying I I don't live very yeah. close to Exeter. Um, I'm not I'm not going to tell you where I live because again I'm with egging of the doors yeah. and windows instance yeah, yeah. again. But um, but I was uh, I was at home working from home the other day, um, and uh, we had cause to have someone come to the house. Um, and they were going about their business. Doesn't really matter what they were. Andy, 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 Andy. That this person got in touch with me. Oh, hang on. He got in touch with me, and I said, "Let's get you on the pod." Yep. And then I lost confidence <laughs> in case it wasn't true. I don't know. He was a plumber or something, and he didn't like him. No, no, that's a nice guy. But uh, yeah, had to do some work. Came round, and uh, uh, I. Um, Finished off the, the the work, bid him goodbye. Thought no more of it. Uh, then went to pay him because you know I'm a man of my word. <laughs> and and he said and, and he said the following. He said thanks for, thanks for the payment. Uh, also, bit of a silly question. It'd be slightly embarrassing if you're not. But are you Colonel Trandy, the trans the Fucking transfer guru from my new football club <laughs> podcast? Super and super. Just- just from your voice, or were you wearing the robe? Or? Um, I was mainly, yeah, I was naked. Uh, I, I, I don't, it, well, yeah, I mean, mate, obviously, maybe I have a very obvious and uh, and, and clear, uh, distinct voice, but um, I didn't say, uh, yeah, I certainly didn't give many transfer information, um, <laughs> or discuss anything uh, about football, but yeah, obviously, the stars rising. Uh, there's nothing I can do about that. I've got to live with it now. No, um, no. That, that's <laughs> no. just what's going to have to happen from now on. Was he one of the 850 Twitter followers? I, I believe he was. Wow. I mean, the chances, the chances of that happening are pretty remote. As I said, I do not live <laughs> yeah. anywhere near uh, the uh, SJP. Did it put a spring in his step? Um, it was... Uh, I, 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 I kind of crave more of it now. I want more... <laughs> I want, I want to be. Lovely I want feeling. to start. Yeah, autograph signing. And by the way, that is actually unreal. It's, it's ridiculous. Mental. The reach that this pod has at times blows my mind. Colonel Trandy's yeah. plumber recognised it was Colonel Trandy from his voice in the in, in the financial interaction phase. Was he your plumber? Well, it wasn't a plumber, no. But um, but yeah, I mean, he'd been very coy about what he was. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to, ex, you know, overexpose him on uh, no. on, on on what is clearly a podcast with with incredible breadth and international flavour. Um, yeah, sure. But I'm um, yeah, it's quite exciting. So anybody who's who's um, tuned into this waiting for transfer gossip, I apologise for about ten minutes of waffle. Well, that's eight minutes gone. We've not got much time. Left. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, but it's nice, nice to be famous. Uh, so, wow. so I've I've got uh, so much content this evening. You're just going to kind of have to tell me what you want to do. Uh, I've got lots of news on the new boys. We've got three new, four, well, four new boys. Yep, four new boys. Yeah, um, lots of info about those. Um, we may or may not be done uh, for the evening, um, but uh, John's nodding. No, I'm, I'm nodding along, not nodding at anything in, in particular. That felt like no, we're done. The window's shut. Yeah, you never know. You never know what Gary and Mark's got up their sleeves. I think, I think we're done, aren't we, John? 
Um, I think Gary's been been pretty open in his interview. I think he said one more through the door, and and that would that'll be it for today. When was that earlier today? Yeah, before we announced Woodsy. So okay, I'd love to know about our new players, Colonel Trandy. You obviously oh, know them inside out. I, I feel like I do. Um, I've also got uh, just just later before I do that uh, a bit of a League One window roundup. I know John likes this. I so love significant this. significant ins from around the league that you might have missed That's nice. over the last month. I would yes. personally like, I would like to hear all stuff about our new players coming in, but I want them to be in backwards chronological order. So I want to hear Woodsy first, so I can see how good your um, on-the-spot research is, because obviously he only came in a few hours ago. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is, it is a tough one. I mean, I was at work in my office doing my second career when this happened. Ryan Woods. The main thing I can tell you about him, apart from the fact that he's a bit of a all-action midfielder, he's a bit snappy. Uh, he will, but he's a, he's a CDM. What what what? You, I suppose FIFA player would call a CDM. He's yep. a um, yep. he sits in front of the back four, mops up, tidies up, runs around like a Jack Russell, um, doing what he's got to do. He's uh, known from his. First club, I think it was Shrewsbury, as the Ginger Perler, his nickname. Say pervert. And what I can tell you about him is that he has played 411 career games. Oh, a lot. Don't ex- don't expect him to score many goals. He's got four, but I think this is the most encouraging bit. Um, I think he was at Bristol Rovers on loan earlier in the season. Yep. The most encouraging bit about the research I've done so far is 334 of those 411 games were in this league and above. Wow. He's not he's not been playing around in the in the lower leagues. He's very much been a championship regular. 274 games of the championship. This guy's good. This guy's good, yeah? yeah as far as footballers go, yeah, I say he's pretty good. As I, yeah, as I say, he's not going to... I don't think he's going to score. He's, he's not an assist machine either. And he's he's got he's got a bit of needle. 76 bookings in his career, three red cards. So oh, he's, he's a bit of a tosser. He, yeah, he, I mean, he, he, might, he might react badly to any kind of ginger perlo accusations, maybe, and, you know, get stuck in the face. Then. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard of him, Colonel? Have you heard of him before? Uh, I have heard of him. Um, I think, yeah, earlier career. So, so it would have been, yeah, is it Hull, wasn't he, I think? I think he played a lot of games for Brentford. It says here. I, I think that he's clearly been a valuable part of a lot of teams. Um, I don't think he's necessarily you know, got lots of teams promoted or experienced lots of relegations. He clearly has just done a good job for wherever he's gone. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't know whether or not he's kind of set the world alight at Bristol Rovers or it just didn't work out. He played about twelve games, I think. So it wasn't like he was not involved, and that's why his loan ended. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, it's a it's an opportunity, and I don't think you know I, you guys will obviously know far better than me. But I'm not sure there are too many of those kind of you know maybe Tom Carroll, but he's maybe a bit more cultured. Not you know that many players who will just sit and do a job and 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 pass it to someone who's a bit more creative. Um, so breaking up the play maybe something that's missing at the moment. 
Yeah, I think that's the, for the from what I heard, the profile of midfielder we were looking for was that exact kind of tough tackling, not necessarily, you know, like the most amazing footballer, but gets stuck in, gives it simple to to whoever needs to create play, which we've got players like Tom Cullen, Reese Cole. We just needed someone to really break up the play. On top of that, it turns out he is actually quite technically good and he's got a good delivery on him. He's had quite a few assists. So, yeah, a really interesting player. Lovely. Charlie so if you count, uh, I don't think you would count, but if you did count uh, the, the the kid from uh, from Ireland, who I'm going to talk about in a minute, we've we've now got the biggest squad in League One. Uh, as it stands, if you don't count him, we've got the joint biggest squad in League One. I, w- I would definitely count him. I think he's here to develop with the 21s, and but I think he's going to be one of those that will be pushing for a first team spot at some point. Maybe not straight away, but he'll be he'll be, in a, he'll be training with the first team, I'm sure. Who are you talking about here? Callum? Charlie Cummins. Callum Collins. Charlie Cummins. <laughs> <laughs> Callum Collins or Charlie Cummins? I think his name is Charlie Cummins. I'm pretty sure it is. It's Charlie. It's Charlie, Charlie Cummins. Cummins. Yeah. Charlie Cummins. There we go. Okay. Um, so... Charlie Cummings, I'll, 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 I'll do him next. Um, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> eight, eight, 18-year-old 18, 18 um, Cove Ramblers in Ireland uh, come to join the what essentially is is the under-21 pro squad but um, has been training with the first team, um, allegedly got rave reviews from that first team saying he was tough tackling, you know, midfield prospect, really impressed with him. Uh, who's the most famous player to have played for Cove Ramblers? Roy Keane. Correct. No. Ooh. Uh, you know, a tough tackling midfield player from Cove Ramblers. He's got absolutely nothing to live up to. Is there. he good, John? Is he is he meant to be a good, really good player? So he, he played in the friendly, the under the under twenty one. No, the, with, I think the first team played a friendly against Southampton in the twenty ones, and he played in his first two minutes. He set up a goal, so probably quite good. Yeah. Oh, before we go on, how many of these did you know about? None. <laughs> it's your answer. No, no I don't. <laughs> None. <laughs> I don't know about any signings that are coming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is all I will say on the matter, unfortunately. Yeah. For you. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, and the listeners. <laughs> okay. Fatic. Charlie Cummins. Fatic. Now, Andy, when I heard this name come up, obviously because of our history with FIFA, this excited me. I'm pretty sure over the last two years you've said, bring in Mo Isa, get Mo Isa in. So what's the real life Mo Isa like? So the real life Mo Isa, uh, he's Sudanese. Uh, 29 years old. A total of 3.5 million has been spent on him in the last three transfers. Uh, and that's been from Bristol City to Peterborough to MK Dons. So three and a half million quid across three transfers tells me that people think he's worth worth spending money on. I was actually quite, um, quite shocked at MK Dons' kind of window, really, because... They've let Moisa go on loan and they've also let Jonathan Lecco go on loan. 
and and at the start of the season they were their starting starting strikers. And I know that was League Two, but they also were featuring last year in in League One as well. So they must have either found some very good alternatives or um, things weren't going so well. Um, but he's quick. Um, he has got. Uh, a turn of pace that I don't think any of the other players in the squad probably have, maybe with one or two exceptions. Um, and he's definitely done it at this level. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, he has 39 League One goals um, in 123 games. Um, he's particularly succeeded with... Uh, Cheltenham initially and then on with Peterborough and, and MK Dons scores a goal every three games on average um, which will be would be a decent return um, again I suppose a little bit like um, uh, you know, others we've mentioned already this is a player who went who was in League 1 dropped down to League 2 um, you know probably now got a chance to kind of go back up a level help the club stay up and I suspect I haven't double checked this but I suspect his contract may be up at the end of the season as well so a similar situation um, for, for Mo um, he's obviously a headline writer's dream Marcisely is that what you mean Marcisely or I didn't I didn't have that but yeah right fine <laughs> no yeah. okay what were you thinking um, I'd love to be in Marcisely uh, cantina Oof. I mean if Devon if, if Devon Live won any of these then obviously there'll be a fee uh Exeter invest in ISA. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah, interest rates soaring at St. James Park. Yep, 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 good. Great, ass- great asset for the club. Uh, these ones are slightly less good, but, you know, um, de-ISA, uh, thawing Exeter's frozen attack. Cool, dear, okay. Uh, and I... <laughs> and I- ISA cream, just when he does something good. Yeah. What about uh, Bloody Eyesore? Wow. Uh, I could, yeah. Bloody Eyesore, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I've pretty much run out, as you could tell. I've pretty much run out. Uh. <laughs> it's all right. John, are uh, you excited about him? Mo Eyesore is a player that should excite everybody. Even even in, the, in, even in League One, given how he's not really hit the ground running this season for whatever reason. Um, but he, sh- he should really excite fans. I was pleasantly, I was really happy to see. Sorry, that a lot of fans were co- reacting quite positively to the to the transfer actually, because um, I, I could imagine, uh, you know, that given where he has been this season, not starting at a League Two team, you could see that maybe is not a great signing. A but two team. he's done it at this level before. Yeah, he's at M- MK Dons. Yeah, MK Dons. In, yeah, right. But it was, I think it was well from what I. Well, from what you've been told, to have heard, it's because of a, a uh, because of a falling out with the manager. I think more so than um, than not being good enough. It's definitely Mo good enough Arcee. to play in League Two. Probably good enough to play in League One. Yeah, Moasi, you call him that. So, extra had a list of strikers. Yeah, they were looking at. Yeah, yeah. He would have been near the top. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think. I I think the market's played out a little bit differently to the way the club probably thought it would. I think they probably thought there's going to be a lot more movement. There's quite a few teams in the league one that haven't signed anybody, so it's 
it's been difficult to get things moving how trance would normally move you know when one goes six or seven then come tumbling and after so it's been very hard to pick and choose but i think on the list he would have been very high a very high priority um and you know like it's all on him now because he hasn't got a contract for the end of the season so if he wants to play for us or play somewhere else he's got to show that he's good enough to play at this level so it's, it's an interesting prospect i think we're probably compared to where the club would have wanted to have been at the end of the window probably a, a striker or two light but just because of the way the windows worked unfortunately that's the way it's going to have to be so sonny's going to have to play a, a huge role still in this season can i say something to marcus why send me to forest green rovers if you're not going to do anything about what i suggested I think that's the life of a scout, isn't it? You've got to realise that sometimes you're going places. Well, I haven't even had any feedback. I've had no feedback, and I've had nothing. Okay, him. well, we can get we can get onto Marcus. That's he's a busy. I think that. Well, no, no, no. It's just the end of the bloody transfer window now. He sent me to Forest Green Rovers in my own time. Didn't get paid. I think he um, he could be thinking about the longer okay. term because, uh, and I've got no affinity to Marcus. I don't, you know, he obviously respects me greatly, but you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know Massively. Him. But he, um, Oddo only joined Harrogate in the summer. So you would think that he's on a one-year deal and maybe, and, 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 and maybe well, tell me that then. he's tapped tell him me. up for next year. Tell me. It's called communication, Marcus. Cut Marcus some slack because this is probably the busiest part of his year. We're all busy, John, and we all Are have to send busy? emails. Are we busy? Takes- takes two minutes we yeah. have time to sit down and I was, I was do down this, here so we can't be that I, busy I started work this morning at seven okay well and I'm doing this fucking 12 hours later so send me a fucking email Marcus thank you Andy let's move on to um, Millenic Alley Andy <laughs> and quickly Millenic Alley Now this guy. So so this excites me. A few interesting things about this guy. So obviously non-league. We talked about non-league last time I was on. Uh, you know, as far as I'm aware, CCC Triple C hasn't gone anywhere, which which is a little surprise. I think just touching on Triple C, the valuation that Altrincham had him at was not of the valuation that other clubs had him at, and as a result, put a lot of people off. It's, I don't know how long his deal is, but I imagine given the conference and the fact that Alti aren't really a massive side in the conference, I would say he's probably only got a year, maximum two right now. So it could be interesting to see where Alti's position is once his contract runs down a little bit. And he, you know, if he still keeps putting up the numbers he is, uh, his, you know, his value will quickly decrease, I think. Well, in terms of people aren't going to pay what they would pay for him now with a two-year deal. So it'd be interesting. I wouldn't rule off Triple C, as I guess is what I'm saying, as a future prospect. He's still very so, young. While we're, uh, we're, we're uh, focusing on uh, Millenic Alley, so Halifax Town uh, is his uh, was his home. Um, he's Irish, uh, 23, um, plays left wing or striker. He's leaving. He's leaving Halifax Town as their top scorer, um, and they're sitting in tenth, so just above mid-table uh, or just above the middle of the table in in the national league. With Altrincham, I believe fifth, so a little a little bit of a gap behind those guys. 
Yep. Scored most of his goals this season from out on the left. Five in 18 as a left winger, one as a right winger, one as a centre forward. So he has been uh, effectively playing out wide, but he's clearly, you know, clearly a finisher as well. He was at Chorley uh, prior to being at Halifax and was used pretty exclusively as a left winger. But then after moving to Halifax, he's got 16 in 54 in all competitions. The interesting thing about this, and it's... Uh, and I don't. I, I think the stats go pretty deep for National League, but from what I can tell, he, this guy must be direct and quick because he hasn't registered a single assist at any point in his career. So that tells me that once he gets it, he is going. <laughs> he is going for. Is that goal. a worry? Well, not necessarily. The heat is on. The time is right. I would be surprised if this kid doesn't have pace to burn. I'd be, it, it would be weird if he wasn't lightning fast with those numbers. I think the plan for us is to develop him into a all-purpose, in-behind, all-action number nine. I think we have players that are adequate enough to play in the 10 roles that are probably technical. I think Gary likes very technical 10s, which are our wide players. So you could think of players like Luke Harris, Jack Aitchison, Dimitri Mitchell, very technically gifted. Um, I think Milenic Ali is very exactly what you're describing, Andy, in terms of a knock it and go not much in the passing department, I wouldn't imagine. I think probably just a strong shot, good finish. Very, very... I don't know if you've seen his physique, David, but you will love him. Chiseled to a... don't know, to a what? An inch to, of his life. Yeah. He... Uh, there's a clip of him putting his T-shirt on, the Exit City kit on, in his unveiling, and I've not seen a six-pack like it. No. His underwear. Yeah. It, no, yeah, yeah, he's got trousers on, but yeah. He's got a very lovely body. That's all I will say. And arms to die for. So let's get him on the pod and tell him that. Oh, he's oh his body is. Can fantastic. I just step in here? This is yep. a tiny little mini quiz for Andy. Okay, the going for gold yep. lyrics. Here we go. I'm going to stop, and you have to tell me what the next line is. The heat is on. The time is right. It's time for you, for you to play the game. It's, uh, uh, it's people are coming, everyone's trying, isn't it? <laughs> um, trying to be the best that they can. It is. Yeah. <laughs> when they're going for, going for, you go. Want, if I had a sick Thank day you. at school, Andy. I was watching that. Um, a bit weird that the first season they get the best prize, it was... Where did that come from? Sorry, yeah, carry on. Let's carry on. Andy yeah. said he goes for goal. Uh... This guy seems... I'm really excited about him. I don't know why. I think it's just so he's if, an unknown... Co- if Vinnie Harper is something to go by who came from the same club in um in the summer, I think it'd be a really... Phys- Andy said Eastleigh he came from. Right. No, Halifax. Oh. What? What, Vincent Harper came from Eastleigh? I believe so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I got them confused. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, you know what? You're spot on there, Andy. And I'm wrong. So my point is invalid. It's another five followers right there. <laughs> People respecting that knowledge. Follow yep. Andy. And another 10 for going for gold. Milinic Alley. A good name. He's, I think it's the name. I think it's the name. I've fallen for the name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be he's exci- I think it's going to be very exciting. I think he's going to be very, very exciting. However, just a word of warning, he is coming with an injury, so he won't be able to play for a couple of weeks. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, I'll give up. There's a lot of unlucky uh, unluckiness with injuries this season for Exeter City players. Um, it's been the story of our season. So, But I, I, from what he said in his interview, he's a few weeks away. League One transfer window roundup. Yeah, so um, I've done the first bit is about the rivals in and around Exeter. What have they done? Okay, nice. And then yep. some eye-catching others from around the division to to kind of call out, and it and it might be that they're the some of the ones that you're you're referring to there. So yeah, um, the Colonel is removing one leather glove. Yeah, I just need the mouse hand for this bit. <laughs> um, so, uh, around the league, um, we have uh, Fleetwood. Now, they're rock bottom. Oh. No one really significant in, though. Um, and, and Charlie Adams has been there for a little while now. So, I don't know how busy they are and how frantically the phone's kind of being dialed this afternoon and this evening, but but they, I wouldn't say they've still resigned to their fate, but they don't seem to have kind of gone all out to change things around. So interesting that they didn't, um, they didn't really get a, a huge number in. Um, can I just, can I just touch on Fleetwood here? Mm-hmm. And you might have to cut this, David. It's all right. Okay, they have brought someone in. No one's significant. Tommy Lonergan. Has come in from St. Patrick's Athletic FC. Yeah. Didn't he see my old man's a dustman back in the day? <laughs> yeah. 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 He must be about 80. <laughs> um, oh, oh, did you hear that yeah. song, John? Oh, my old man's a dustman. He wears, wears a dustman's hat. Yeah, only because of football chants, though. Trousers, yeah. Yeah. That's what you get on this pod, 1950s music reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Cheltenham. Um, I, I wouldn't say anyone particularly significant. The only one that, that I raised an eyebrow or two to was Liam Kinsella, who was at uh, Walsall and Swindon. Um, should keep them ticking over and, and give them some um, uh, quality in the middle of the park. Um, Carlisle have been very busy. Josh Vella has come in from Fleetwood. Um, he's played for another couple of League One and League Two teams in the past as well. Uh, Josh Emmanuel, um, who's been at Grimsby, but has played, um, has been, I've, I've mentioned him on this pod before about a possible target as a right back. He's come in at right back, uh, has always been kind of well thought of, but not settled anywhere. And, and probably most importantly, uh, the, the bastard farmer himself, Luke Armstrong, um, he's also uh, now in at Carlisle. So they've clearly gone out and, and tried to do some business to try and help their position. 
Um, the flip side of that would probably be Reading, who are not in that position where they can go out and do this kind of work, uh, this kind of work at this time of year. So they've lost uh, a couple. Well, they've kind of semi-lost. Tom Holmes, who's a centre-back, has gone to Luton, uh, but he's been loaned back uh, to Reading. So they can keep using him for the rest of the season, but obviously after this season, he's gone. Um, and also Tom McIntyre um, has gone to Portsmouth. This is this is an interesting one as well, because um, the sources I use said that his market value is about a million. And in what looks like a great deal for Portsmouth, they bought him for £90,000, which I suppose tells you two things. One is that they're, they've been quick off the mark to, to hoover up talent, but also Reading really are clearly struggling with the business side of things because that's a that's a disappointing situation. If you're obviously Reading fans are pretty fed up at the moment anyway, but that's another exo- reason to be fed up, I suspect. Selling a good player for such a small fee. Port Vale have kind of replaced some very good loans that they've lost with some other interesting ones. Um, so Arblaster and, and Devine have gone back to Sheffield United and Spurs, and then Devine's gone to Plymouth. Uh, but they have brought in some new loans from Brighton, Liverpool, and Man United. Uh, they are Weir, Williams, and Gore, respectively. Dan Gore? Is it Dan Gore? I think so, yeah. They got him, have they? So, oh, he's a player. So they're certainly investing in... Uh, you know, young starlets to come in and do the job. Uh, and I think by all accounts, Divine in particular, I think Arblaster as well, they both played pretty well. And, and the reason yeah. why they've gone back is probably to go up a bit higher. Arblaster was brilliant when I saw him play. Really, really good. Good name as well. Then we've got Wickham. Um, now they've lost Lyle Taylor. He's gone to... Big old unit, big handsome unit. He got to Cambridge, didn't he? Cambridge, yeah. I was just yeah. about to say, yeah. Gone to Cambridge. Um, they have bought in... Uh, Matt Butcher, who was on a free... Matt Butcher? <laughs> Matt Butcher. <laughs> Matt Butcher. Yeah, would be really, really left-field signing to go for Pat Butcher. Well, she wouldn't score. She's like, must be 70-odd. Isn't and she that, dead? Also, well, it's Pam St. Clement. It's not Pat Butcher. Well, it's Pat Butcher's actress. dead. Yeah, but Pam St. Clement is the actress that played her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's no way she'd score any goals in League One. She might get one if it's a pen. I don't think she would. The woman's 81. <laughs> I reckon she'd have been handy for a corner back in the day. Just powering a header. Yeah, but she's got she's got handbag, isn't she? So she can swing that at the ball. That's not handball. No, that was her that was her that was her character she was playing. We're talking about pounds from Clement. Yeah, but she can all right. What she she's not allowed a handbag because she's <laughs> Oh my god. Pat Butcher, I take dope every day since I tried it on TV. It should be legalised. I've just read that in the mirror. Oh, fucking the, hell. Welcome to the transfer special of Mighty Football Club. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Actress played TV's chain-smoking Pat Butcher for 25 years, recently took the drug while filming Gone to Pot and hasn't stopped smoking it. So we'd have a high Pat Butcher... Yeah, probably at the back, sweeper. <laughs> lazing around with <laughs> Carrying a bomb. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so Pat Butcher is, uh, is signing for Wickham. Um, Be- Bez Lubala as well. 
He's uh, yeah, joining. Good, good plan. Yeah, he's he's been at. He's not the Lubala that I played with on FIFA, is he? Uh, he was at Crawley. He was at Crawley for a bit. Um, he's been he's moved around. Um, been at a few clubs, but they, but he and um, Pam St Clement have joined on free transfers. Uh, then Kem Campbell or Chem Campbell, Kem Campbell uh, is a loan that's come in from Wolves. Um, uh, young, well, highly rated player. So they've brought in midfield reinforcements, but they've lost their big man up top. So this is Wickham. This is this Wickham. Is Wickham. Um, now Charlton. They've been splashing the cash. Um, have they? They have. Uh, they clearly are a bit worried that they are down in the uh, basement level. Well, uh, they sold Corey Blackett-Taylor, didn't they, for uh, for 500k to Derby. So they had a little bit to play with. Well, so it's allegedly he's gone... It says he's, he's gone for a 350000 loan fee, which I presume means that he's out of contract at the end of the season and they've really sold him for three hundred and fifty grand, But... Weird accounting going on there, but yes, you're right. He has gone to uh, to Derby. Um, so Charlton are obviously worried. They've changed their manager, uh, or they've sacked their manager, and a new one has either gone in in the last day or two, or is about to go in. Um, but they've been throwing the money around. So they bought in. Uh, th- this is the difference, I suppose, between um, Charlton and Exeter in terms of. Uh, what they want to do uh, in terms of throwing the money around and, and maybe being a bit rash. So they've brought in Connor Coventry, who has been part of the West Ham set up for a while. 1.16 million um, is the fee. Um, they've also bought in Macaulay Gillespie uh, from, I think, Plymouth. Uh, they've got a new goalkeeper in on a free. Uh, they've got a, a player from the league above Huddersfield, Romani Edmonds-Green has joined. And they've got a couple of interesting loans, Tywick Bakinson from Sheffield Wednesday and Freddie Ladapo from Ipswich who, in the league above. All players who you would think would do a job in this division. But they've obviously, um, I wouldn't say panic bought, but they've clearly known that there's there's... Uh, a lot of work to be done if they if they don't want to get sucked into the uh, the bottom. What do you reckon? What do you make of that, John? It's ridiculous, isn't it? What we're competing with, like like teams like paying over a million pound for somebody and signing the last season one of the best strikers in the division on loan and Tyreek Backinson, who was brilliant in League One last season for a promotion winning side. It's like ah, oh, can't catch a break, but. It just shows what you're competing with it, and people need to have that perspective to understand where we are and how good our window's actually been given how much we're competing with. Mm. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, uh, can I bit, just yeah. remind you, John? Yep. We're 14th. In yeah, one. I don't know how long that might stay that way, but I mean, well, you can always exactly. hope. We're going up. We're going up. Well, it'd be, yeah. Very, yeah. it'd be very interesting to see if that Charlton... Um, approach is is quickly uh, uh, effective or whether or not um, they're going to take some time to gel because that's a lot of new players um, so let's let's see what happens um, so John's second team Burton uh, so, so, some, some interesting <laughs> some very interesting incomings um, Hugh Gill from Man United and Ola Adabomi from Palace, so two 
young strikers. It kind of feels like they clearly know there's a problem at striker. And there's, they've and signed then, someone, Colonel, who I'm so excited for your just take on. I just, yeah. just can't wait. Well, yeah, you, you might have second guessed me here. So, uh, so they've seemed to have bought every type of striker. So they've bought Hugo and Ad, uh, Ola Adebomi from Palace, both quick young players. Uh, then they've got uh, someone I mentioned earlier on, Jonathan Lecco from MK Dons, who's again a fast, uh, powerful striker um, who is is very capable at this level. Um, and then they've bought, you know, they've bought the Slender Man, uh, you know, someone who's going to look like a tree. Uh, Kyle, Crandles. Kyle, Hud- Kyle Hudlin. Oh. From Huddersfield. Six foot nine. Yeah, so he's... He's also in on loan. Um, yeah, six foot nine. So <laughs> six foot six foot nine. Six is foot nine. Honestly, it's mental. He's oh. like that's like basketball player height. Why wouldn't we go for him? Ducking under every ducking I'd... under every door. Fucking hell! What I'll give. So again, as usual, he's he's three inches higher than a standard door frame. Just over seven A4 sheets of portrait paper. <laughs> uh, just over two tennis net posts. So think about high, how high a tennis net is. That's not actually that impressive. Uh, well, the, the tennis yeah, net's quite yeah. high. The tennis net's quite high. Yeah, two that's up them, to your waist, probably. Two of them and a bit. <laughs> Um, and, and then finally, 11 standard house bricks vertically laid. Um, Fucking hell. Can we do uh, huddling facts next time? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Colonel, how many bricks vertically laid? 11 standard house bricks vertically laid. <laughs> and I encourage anybody to go home and... Have a go at that yourself. Hours of fun. Fuck. Wow. Make your own Kyle Hudlin. Is he good? <laughs> uh, okay, he was... I, th- I think his height is what's got him a move, isn't it? astonishing in photos. As, as in his height... Uh, when I say his height has got him a move, I mean, like, you can work on all the other stuff as a footballer. Fucking height is one of the things you can't hell. really change. So if you can make a six foot nine striker technically brilliant, you've got like a monster on your hands, haven't you? Honestly, he looks. A s- Come on, Marcus, pull your finger out your ass. Well, he's gone now, so there's nothing Marcus pulling his finger out his ass can do, really. He looks amazing. Yeah, not bad looking chap either. Yeah. He's long, long way down. You isn't know it? the game of death, Bruce Will, um, not Bruce Willis, Bruce Lee, the game of death. It's that. I, mean, it's, it's I have long, no idea what you're referring to. If if he gets tripped, it's a long way down. Isn't it? It's a hard hit on a on, on, yeah. on the ground, or if he lands yeah. on top of you. But surely he just wins every header in the box, doesn't he? Yeah, but you've got to get the ball that much higher. Yeah, I mean, having having watched uh, the freak of nature that is Peter Crouch many times. Um, I can tell you that it's no guarantee he will be a brilliant header of the ball. Crouchy was all right. He was all right, but I've seen better headers of the ball. Um, They've got the advantage, but they've still got to do something with it. 
Um, but no, I mean, he would be, if he played in the Premier League, he'd be the tallest player that Premier League has ever seen. Um, wow. By an inch. He can bloody play, this guy. Watch out, watch out for, watch out for Burton. Oh my God. Imagine Pidgey on at the back, him up top. Odo on the wing. Fucking hell. And that little five foot one guy in the middle that you found. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, good. Cambridge, Lyle Taylor. uh, Lyle Taylor, a couple of loans, no major surgery. Um, And then Shrewsbury have got Tom Bloxham back from his loan. Uh, up front, uh, but they have lost a couple of loans. Uh, Elliot Thorpe's gone back to Luton and Kieran Phillips, who Exeter know well, has gone back to Huddersfield. So um, so some of them have really gone for it. Burton and Charlton, Wickham to an extent, Carlisle. Uh, others, yeah, are they consigned to their fate? Are they just not able to, to do anything, like Reading particularly? Um, and then you've got Port Vale, as I said, that are trying to kind of do it with... Um, with younger players and their their links with 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 Premier League, Premier League teams, so I think as as John said earlier on, I think when you put it into context of all those teams, I think Exeter's business is very good. Um, you know, you they've, they've, how John? How how have we done it? Well, I think patience is the key one. Okay, I think rushing into a lot of these transfers is what often gets you someone that is not right for the club. I think we there's been a lot of trial and error. Um, I think we've put feelers out for a lot of players. We've tried to understand where the market is. I think given the lack of movement in this window, it's allowed us to be a little bit more patient. If everybody was flying in and signing people, you'd, you might panic. But with the fact that people haven't been signing loads of players, you can sort of take a more rational and sort of like critical approach to how you want to do things. I still think the club are very frustrated, not very frustrated, but frustrated in terms of what they have to deal with. Like every year, it just keeps getting sillier and sillier with like, like uh, Colonel mentioned with, um, with like teams spending millions of pounds on players when we can't even afford to spend, you know, anything. So it's, you are competing with a lot. And this isn't teams like, oh, teams at the top, like Charlton spent a million on a player and they're below us. So like this is this is the like the people need the thing people need to grasp, um, and then if you look at teams like Portsmouth and Bolton, they've just been signing the best players from all the other League One teams. So uh, I think Portsmouth signed Tom McIntyre, they signed Moxon today from Carlisle, who's Carlisle's arguably Carlisle's best player. Um, Bolton signed Aaron Collins for 750k reportedly. So like these teams are signing the best players in the division who already have the best players in the division. Um, so. Yeah, competing with a lot, but I think the fact that, pe- that there hasn't been that much that much movement has been has allowed us to be patient and not have a an unbelievable window, but something that the club can really be proud of and actually players that can really get us out of the rut we're in if they're used correctly. Yeah, lots of lots of that. Um, definitely true. I mean, the the eye catching others. I had obviously Tom McIntyre from earlier and Owen Mox and Callum Lang from Wigan's also gone to Portsmouth. Of course, yeah. And Miles, and Miles Pert Harris from Brentford's got in on loan. Um, they're really going for it, clearly. Uh, Bolton, as well as Aaron Collins, uh, have signed Calvin Ramsey on loan from Liverpool, which is a, yeah. a, a, a big loan move. Uh, Lincoln, who, who aren't necessarily up with the pace, they've got Freddie Draper back from Walsall. We mentioned him uh, in the last 
episode uh, I was on because he's doing so well at Walsall, but he's now coming back to play a part in the rest of their season. And they've loaned Joe Taylor in from Luton, who's, look, who's looked very good in the first few games that I've, I've Super seen. Super little player. And then Derby, as you mentioned, has got Corey Blackett-Taylor. They've also loaned in Ebu Adams from Cardiff, uh, who's been at African Cup of Nations, I think. So, uh, you know, they're, they're clearly the ones. It's no, no surprise that Derby, Portsmouth and Bolton have, have been um, investing. But, you know, that's the, the nature of it, I suppose. So, again, it kind of puts into context what everyone else has got to deal with. I've got, shall I give you, I'll give you one to finish. I'll give you one, what happened next? Yeah, as a teaser. A little teaser. Yeah. For when you come on again for a, we'll do a light-hearted quiz show when you come on again. That'd be nice. You know, I get loads of emails saying, Colonel's so serious and we understand what his job is, but, you know, why Why is he so how focused? We want to see the goofy side of the Colonel. How, how many emails did you roughly get? That... I reckon two or three a day. Two or three a day? Yeah. For how long? Like, how so long was the period of this happening? Oh, since it, like the last year, I've probably had, I don't know, I don't want to say, eight hundred emails. Well, that's one for every follower. That's right. Show me a wacky side to the colonel is what the. That's what, that's what the. It's what the public want. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about Darius Vassell. Do you remember Darius Vassell? Yeah. The fact that John yeah. looks puzzled is slightly upsetting. God, that's so upsetting. Yeah. So Darius Purcell. Darius Purcell. Yeah. To be to be fair, when I when I tell you the year, he's probably gonna, you know, be understandable in his perplexity. So Darius Purcell used to be a, a striker for Villa. He played a few games for England and, you know, seemingly scored a few goals and um, was a bit flavour of the month with Sven for a while. But he. Um, he was suffering from a blood blister uh, under his big toe back in 2002. Uh-huh. And rather than consult the numerous fully qualified staff on the Aston Villa payroll, what happened next? Can I just say I already know the answer? Okay. Do you, do you want me to say it? Or do you, so you'd you get a point. You get, get a point, point but you, you don't know who Derisive Cell is, but you know. Yeah, no, I know. I know I've heard the story. It, can I say it, or do you want David to have a chance of answering it, given the multiple? Have you got multiple choice? I've, I've not. No, I just want some hilarious oh, answers okay. to. Okay. Um, oh. to... <laughs> okay. Well, so he had a blood blister under his toenail, under his big toenail. Right. So the in two thousand two. Think of. Okay. Is that is that relevant? The the, the year. I'm, it's just. Just colour. So I was one. <laughs> right. So I immediately went to when those little fish eat the dead skin off your feet. So I'm thinking like an animal chewed it off. 
a bit into it and just ate his blood blister. Uh, okay. So, I believe, I think I'm right in saying, didn't he use a power tool to puncture the blood blister and then it got infected and was out for longer than he would have been had he just got it seen to? That is uh, very, very correct. Yeah, he, he powered up his Black & Decker drill uh, <laughs> and drilled through the toenail in order to allow the blister to drain. Um, incredibly, this treatment did no more damage than to give him a blood infection uh, and meant his toenail came off entirely and he missed three Premier League matches. That's insane. Um, that is insane. Hang on a minute. Right, I come back to you with this. Darius Vassell dispels rumours he treated infected toe with drill. Ouch. <laughs> I attempted some DIY. It wasn't with a Black & Decker drill, as has been described on the internet. When you've got blood under the nail, you need to get into that to relieve the pressure. Unfortunately with me, anything that was touching the nail was excruciating, so I attempted to do it myself at home. But I couldn't do it because just touching the nail was painful. Vassell instead used a drill especially made to treat nail infections. There you go. Thanks for ruining that, David. Cheers. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I call bullshit on that. <laughs> He's right, cheers, everyone. <laughs> Masseuse. Cheers, Colonel. No worries. Thank you very much for all your work. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, just very, very quickly, did any of your um, uh, predictions come true? This this time round, no. No, they didn't. No. Thank you very much, Colonel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Charlie. Cheers. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to do your uh, your quizzes, yeah. Colonel. Brilliant. Yeah. So not predictions. But anyway. <laughs> Cheers, Colonel. Cheers, Colonel. He's right.